everyone my name is brian and today is wednesday august 9th 2023 and this is another episode of lots to talk about a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control it's another coffee with brian morning show monday through friday 6 a.m central we roll it and then we talk about all sorts of stuff we talk about the perfect cup question of the day we got a history segment prepared by pip over at ductioncups.com and then we talk about random things coming up in our lives, things we're dealing with, things I'm thinking about. And today, that happens to be a follow-up from yesterday. We'll be getting into a little dilemma that someone in a Telegram group kind of threw out there. And I've been spinning on it for a while. I've reached out to them, actually, and talked to them a little bit about it and uh, asked if I could use it on the show. And um, yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Also, some other things that... Uh, that I've um, been noticing on, on socials and uh, whatever else comes up when we have time. But that is kind of the daily show here. Good morning, Pip. Good morning. Um, good morning, Pip. <laughs> good morning, Gingerbread. Uh, how are we doing this morning? Um, uh, <laughs> gingerbread missed yesterday. Yeah, we had... Uh, I just had a little bit of a teaser. I'll go through the whole thing. Uh, Kyle Kyle put together a video for Tinfoil Tuesdays yesterday. It was kind of a on-the-fly thing. We rolled it, and it was what it was, and then uh, didn't have a whole lot of time to get into the list of topics I had. Uh, just didn't fit, so I, I teased it a little bit talked about it a little bit and we'll roll into that today after we get through the first couple segments and we'll see where it takes us so it'll be an interesting discussion hopefully we have uh hopefully have some feedback in the comments uh other than that it'll just be my uh my thoughts on it and uh, that's never any um that's never any good when it's just my thoughts because that gets kind of scary good morning rachel how we doing she said she missed the last few but uh good morning yeah um Last few days have been uh, nothing, nothing incredible by any means. But uh, today we'll we'll dive into uh, dive into this little situation that um, man, when uh, if an anarchist finds themselves in the in the spot and uh, hasn't really kind of gone through the motions of figuring out what they would do or how they feel or their principles and how they, they're gonna react across the board, not just uh, situation to situation, then it can, get, uh, it can get a little stressful, it can get a little hairy, and you might not make the decision, you might make a decision you regret later um, when you sit down and contemplate it. So I've been thinking about it. I haven't ever been put in this exact scenario, but it is something that um, um, really, it's something that uh, can come up quite often and find yourself in the situation very, very quickly. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Gingerbread, Gingerbread said, Kyle, really putting the effort in still, uh, but still can't get here on time. I don't know. Maybe his alarm didn't work. He uh, posted a fun little video in the lots chat yesterday about, um, uh, well, not about, it is actually his phone falling out of his hand, hitting the ground and him picking it up and looking at it like, uh, man, it was like he dropped his last egg and uh, he was starving. The look on his face was just pure, pure disappointment, pure disappointment. So anyway, what's in the club today? What do we got today? Uh, ah, that's FTO Blonde. FTO Blonde Espresso. It is fantastic. Uh, roasted perfect every time. Every time. Just a, a slight bit different. You can tell that it is a, uh, a hand roasted product. Uh, pound by pound. Actually, I think it's like two pounds at a time. I think his roaster's two, two and a half pounds at this point, but uh, two pounds at a time and definitely very, very, very spot on. But uh, just that little bit of artisan's touch every time you have a cup. Uh, I love it. I love it. You can pick yours up at foodforestfarms.com. And if you uh, want to save a little bit and try uh, try out some coffee, try out some, uh, some air roasted premium coffee, I'm going to be getting some... Uh, 
some cost breakdown uh, video together. Brian and I were working on getting some costs laid out and, and really showing how affordable his coffee is compared to a lot of other things. Uh, lots five, L-O-T-S, the numeral five, lots five all the time. Every item on the site, coffee or else, that'll give you 5% off. And there's always free shipping at, uh, at uh, foodforestfarms.com on the coffee. So take 5%, take free shipping, lots five, head on over there. Tons and tons of awesome blends. And if you don't know what you want, just say that. Order a Brian's blend. Put it in the notes. Hey, I don't know what I like. This is what I currently drink. This is what I'm trying to get off of the Folgers. I'm trying to get off the Folgers. I've been living in XYZ for my whole life. Send me something I'd like. And he is more than capable to do that. He is definitely more than capable to do that. Gingerbread Farm says, maybe the look wasn't because of a crack, but instead because he just realized it's an Android. Oh, that would be tears of joy. Um, if he dropped his iPhone and realized it turned into an Android, that would be uh, fantastic. Oh, James, you weren't here yesterday when I got my new duction cup duck. I don't know if you're watching the video, if you're, if you're driving. So if you're driving, please still watch the video. But uh, yeah, we got bobblehead ducks in the mail yesterday. So I, I was all excited about that and we got her on the cup so plugsy two plugsy plugsy two as in t-o-o because i still got plugsy plugsy will be here for the duration but plugsy two is now my bobblehead on uh, on the coffee cup so anyway let's get to that perfect cup question let's get to that history and then we will uh we'll roll into that anarchist dilemma all right, it's time for the 138th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. I throw a question out on socials every Sunday through Thursday, then swing around the next morning, gather up the answers, bring them to you, have a little discussion. Today's perfect cup question of the day is, what is your most prized? Oh, my gosh, that's the wrong answer. Um, yeah, my computer reset last night. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, what is your most unusual talent? What is your most unusual talent? Yeah, I just had yesterday's question up there. It never switched over. My autosave uh, auto saved a little sooner than I had thought. <laughs> But anyway, that is the question for today. What is your most unusual talent? Uh, I've been I've been answering every day, every day now for months. Corey, uh, Corey really got on me uh, that I wasn't answering my own question every day. And uh, she was right. She was right. Uh, today I pass. Today I pass. Um, I got some talents. I don't necessarily think any of them are particularly unusual. Um, I don't know. I, I had a lot going on had a lot going on and uh, really didn't dive deep into this one guys so i'm sorry i'm gonna pass on this we have a, a list of other pretty interesting talents for sure so i'm gonna get to those uh man once it once a month or so i i think i should be able to take a pass on the question but anyway let's get to the answers that came in through the telegram channel uh worm he weighed in and said i can perform the human blockhead trick uh, driving a long nail or similar object about four or five inches into my head through my nose. Huh. All right. Well, Worm, I'm holding you to this because uh, old Worm's going to be at, uh, at SRF and I have something that I have to give him when we're there. Man, there might have to be a uh, there might have to be a human blockhead trick in uh, in that exchange of goods. So. Bring your nail, worm. Bring your nail. Kyle, the backwoods butcher, has the uncanny ability to drop his phone. No, wait. Uh, here it is. Uh, Kyle says, I have the uncanny ability to break everything I touch today, including the gutters on the shop, a hydraulic line on the tractor, and my phone screen. Oh, Kyle. Uh, he wrote that right after he went a little sideways with things going on at his, uh, at his butcher shop. Uh, sounds like he rammed the bucket of his tractor into his gutters, ruining them. And, and soon thereafter, a hydraulic hose broke, probably because he was pressing the bucket into the side of the building a little too hard. 
And then when he had his hands all covered with hydraulic fluid from fixing the hydraulic line, he dropped his phone. And if you go over to the lots channel, the lots chat, uh, t.me <laughs> slash lots chat, you can scroll up a little bit and you can see the video of Kyle uh, literally dropping his phone. His camera was on. You can see his face and you can see the phone tumble and then pick it up. And Kyle's looking at the phone, examining it. And uh, the face is uh, the face. Oh, right. Uh, Micah, Micah weighed in and said, I can relocate skunks. That definitely is unusual talent. He says, apparently a lot of people freak them out and get sprayed. I just do what I can to keep them calm. Yeah, I think that uh, that uh, conditioning over your life of seeing that black with white stripe down the back, it uh, definitely um, it definitely raises the hair on the back of your neck. You've smelled the smell. Uh, if you've experienced a dog getting sprayed by it, yourself getting sprayed by it, that's the last thing you want. So the minute you see one of those little buggers, you kind of tense up. Micah, you ever been sprayed? If you, ever, if you haven't been sprayed, that might be where your calmness uh, comes in. Or maybe you don't have a sense of smell. I don't know. My dog got sprayed by that shit when, when I was a kid, and I, I don't want anything to do with him. Quick aside, I had actually had a, had a little standoff with one in a field when I was heading out turkey hunting one morning uh, through the back field of our property up in Minnesota and had a headlamp, and I was just walking across the field. He was walking towards me. And uh, his eyes looked at me and I looked at him and I just wanted to go the other way. And we did the whole like in the in the um, hallway dance when you come face to face with somebody. I would go right. He would go right. I would go left. He would go left. Eventually, I got around him. But, man, I thought I was going to be heading back into the house for a shower instead of going turkey hunting. Scrambling, uh, scrambling weighed in on the question and said, I can see crystals glowing in a sea of rock. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to leave that one there. I'm going to leave that one there. That is definitely a talent, especially when you're collecting crystals. It definitely comes in handy. Uh, he's told me the stories of being out on those beaches and finding the crystals. Uh, it's all about the angle, man. It's all about the angle. James weighed in. <coughs> Excuse me. James weighed in and said, I can see people's insecurities like x-ray vision. It's excellent x-ray vision for sure. Uh, Pip. Pip came up and said, uh, "We I used to be very good at putting up with people and their ignorance and hostility. Um, time as a service writer has shown me how people act to others, towards others when troubled with their car. I read, I read your, I read your comment, Pip, and I, um, I know what you're talking about. I know the burnout from dealing with humans." After a decade in um, hospitality behind a bar and um, waiting tables, normally in a bar setting, uh, I get it. I get it. And most of my customers were coming there to be happy. Uh, you would get the few that are there to drink their sorrows away, but they usually just wanted to be in the bottom of a bottle. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine daily dealing with people that are upset because of their vehicle or upset because of the bill you're giving them. Uh, my customer service, and I got burned out hard on, on being around people from being there. Uh, I can't imagine if they were always angry, at least at least at a bar, uh, people are coming there or, you know, you deal with them when they're drunk after the fact and they don't make sense. So it's not like, uh, it's not like intentional. Maybe it is, but uh, it's easier to deal with drunk assholes. You just throw them out. Uh, yeah angry people all day that can really uh jade you for sure um special talent who has the most unusual talent Corey. uh cory weighed in she says well i have so many she said i have so many for sure um man i she she settled on the one she settled on the one the one wheel the one wheel she uh cory has the the unusual ability of being able to ride a unicycle she has been doing that since she was a kid. She taught herself. She saw it in a parade, I think, or got interested in it, then taught herself how to ride. She's been doing it every, every, ever since. Uh, every Easter, she would pull it out. She would ride it at uh, Family Easter. 
we used to do that up at the farm and she actually bought a new one to bring on the road with us since hers was old and for uh it was it, it needed to be upgraded uh but she wanted to continue to ride so we we purchased a new unicycle for her and we have it with us so if you ever run into us and we're at the trailer definitely uh, say hey Corey, get out your unicycle and show us what you can do that's Corey's unusual talent and uh yeah if you have one and you did not get that in be feel free to head on over to t.me slash lots feed find that question and answer I uh, just because the show has aired doesn't mean I don't want to hear about the answers to your questions. They're always there. I get notifications eventually when the answers come on socials. So don't be afraid to leave your answer or reply to someone else's and uh, start a conversation with them. Again, the question today was, what is your most <laughs> what is your most unusual talent? All right. That's been another episode of The Perfect Cup. Now back to the main show. Sorry, guys, I got a tickle in my throat and it just, uh, I can't seem to get it. Ah, all right. Let's see. James says, uh, Pip says 11 hours a day, five to six days a week, seven to 10 <laughs> years worth. And uh, uh, nines and tens on your customer service survey please uh gingerbread farm says it's even worse being the mechanic having to explain to the customer explain to the customer the service writer is an idiot oh no james and pip are going to be going at it in the in the chat not good when uh when one calls out the other profession oops <laughs> all right let's get to lots of history pip works diligently daily to bring us a uh big old dose of history in the his lots of history uh let's get to those history nugs prepared by pip over at ductioncup.com all right everyone this is lots of history for august 9th 2023 august 9th hello humans happy wednesday and something learned today there's a unit of me measurement called the modius which is slightly under two gallons, hashtag the more you know. The more you measure, excuse me, excuse me, the more you measure. This day, let's see what happened this day, August 9th, 1428. 1428? Sources cite biggest caravan trade between Podviscui, Podviscui, and the Republic of Ragusa, uh, Vlax committed to Ragusa Lord Tomo Bunik. Pip, where did you find this? That they will, with 600 horses, deliver 1,500 modiuses of salt. Delivery was meant for Dobrasin Vesovic and Vlax. Is this a is this like Lord of the Rings? Did you just uh, open up a fiction book and copy that for me? I don't know. August 9th, fourteen twenty eight. August 9th, eighteen fifty four. American transcendentalist philosopher Henry David Thoreau publishes his memoir Walden. Walden details Thoreau's experiences over the course of two years, two months, and two days in a cabin he built near Walden Pond amidst woodland owned by his friend and mentor Ralph Waldo Emerson near Concord, Massachusetts. The work is part of the the work is part personal declaration of independence, social experiment, voyage of spiritual discovery, satire, and to some degree a manual for self-reliance. Time to Time to dig out Walden again, I think. Thanks for the reminder, uh, Pip. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, let's see here. August, August 9th, 1892, Thomas Edison receives a patent for a two-way telegraph. The earliest two-true telegraph put into widespread use was the, uh, the, the Chap or Shap telegraph, an optical telegraph invented by Claude Shop, Shap. In the late 18th century, the system was used extensively in France and European nations occupied by France during the Napoleonic era. 
the electric telegraph started to replace the optical telegraph in the mid-19th century. It was first taken up in Britain in the form of the Cook and Wheatstone telegraph, initially used mostly as an aid to railway signaling. This was quickly followed by the different system developed in the United States by Samuel Morse. That would be Morse code. Um, this day, August 9th, 1897, the International Congress of Mathematicians is held in Zurich, Switzerland, the largest conference for the topic of mathematics. It meets once every four years. German mathematicians Felix Klein and, and George Cantor are credited with putting forward the idea of an international congress of mathematicians in the 1890 pips notes math camp for adults <laughs> i went to this one time at math camp <laughs> august 9th 1944 the united states forest service and the wartime advertising council released posters featuring smokey the bear for the first time the wartime advertising council is telling you not to start forest fires Hmm. An American campaign and advertising icon of the U.S. Forest Service in the Wildlife Prevention Campaign, which is the longest-running public service announcement campaign in the United States history. A campaign began, a campaign began in 1944 featuring Smokey and the slogan, Smokey says, care will prevent 9 out of 10 forest fires. His slogan changed to, remember, only you can prevent forest fires in 1947, and was associated with Smokey the Bear for more than five decades. This day, August 9th, 1973, Mars 7 is launched from the USSR. Mars 7 spacecraft carried an array of instruments to study Mars. The lander was equipped with a thermometer and a barometer to determine surface conditions, an accelerometer and a radio altimeter for descent, and instruments to analyze the surface materials, including a mass spectrometer. Pips notes, okay, here's an odd question. Hold on. The fact that Pip came out and said this is an odd question, buckle your safety belts, folks. If the moon or Mars was known, confirmed to be haunted, would you want to go visit? And in parentheses, he quantifies and said, if you need to ask, no, you don't know what they are haunted by. Pip? What kind of things keep you up at night? This day, August 9th, 1999, Russian President Boris Yeltsin fires his prime minister, Sergei Stefanshin, uh, and for the fourth time fires his entire cabinet. Pips notes, was the dude trying to drain the swamp? I think the dude was just trying to get a bunch of people that would agree with him. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you can do there. Um, this day, August 9th, 2006, at least 21 did suspected terrorists are arrested in 2006 transatlantic aircraft plot that happened in the United Kingdom. The arrests are made in London, Birmingham, and High Wycombe in an overnight operation. The 2006 transatlantic aircraft plot was a terrorist plot to detonate liquid explosives carried abroad airline aboard airliners traveling from the United Kingdom to the United States and Canada disguised as soft drinks. Pips notes, I don't think I'm going to shake any soda cans after that story. Is it me or does anybody else um, take a double take anytime they hear terrorist plots worded or uh, or things of that nature? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? <coughs> Who was born today? Happy birthday. Who can we say happy birthday to on August 9th? August 9th, 1957, M Melanie Griffith. American actress and producer, an American actress. She began her career in 1970s, appearing in several independent thriller films before achieving mainstream success in the mid 80s. This day, August 9th, 1968, Gillian Anderson, American British actress, activist, and writer. An American British actress, her credits include the roles of FBI Special Agent Dana Scully in the series The X Files. Hey, uh, Pips notes, hey, she acted in other movies outside of the X-Files. Who knew? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this day, August 9th, 1983, Dan Levy. Man, that dude's funny. Canadian actor and comedian. He got it from his dad, though. A Canadian actor, writer, and producer born in Toronto to parents Eugene Levy and Deborah Devine. He began his career as a television host on MTV Canada. He received international prominence and critical acclaim for his starring as David Rose 
in the CBC sitcom Shit's Creek from 2015 to 2020, which he co-created with his father and co-starred in with him and his sister, Sarah Levy. If you haven't seen Shit's Creek, look it up it's it's good it's uh it's it is what it is it's a it's a little bit of a comedy eugene levy style dry um dry comedy but definitely i enjoyed it and you will too uh august 9th 1985 anna kendrick american actress and singer american actress her first starring role was in the 1998 broadway musical high society Huh. Been a few days. Been a few days since we got a complete blackout like that. Uh, let's see. She made her film debut in a musical comedy camp and had a supporting role in Twilight Saga. Pips notes who recalls the cup song, that chick, not the main Twilight chick. I don't know what the cup song is. Hmm. Passings. Who kicked off? Who died today? August 9th. August 9th, 1948. Hugo Boss, German fashion designer, founded Hugo Boss. Uh, in a, he was born in 1885. A German businessman, he was the founder of fashion house Hugo Boss AG. Boss founded his own clothing company in Metzinger, uh, Metzingen in 1923, and then opened a factory in 1924, initially with two partners. The company produced shirts and jackets and later work clothing, sportswear, and raincoats. His clothing company also utilizes forced labor drawn from German-occupied territories and POW camps to manufacture uniforms for the SS. In the 1930s, it produced uniforms for the SA, the SS, the Hitler's Youth, the Post Service, the National Railroad, and later Wendmark. He was active member of the Nazi Party from 1931 and remained so until Nazi Germany capitulation. Um, do the people that wear Hugo Boss know that? I was never a Hugo Boss guy, but now I'm kind of glad I wasn't. <laughs> uh, who died this day, August 9th, 1969? Sharon Tate, American actor and actress, model and actress. Excuse me. She was an um, actor and an actress way back to the original. <laughs> an American actress and model during the 1960s. She appeared in advertisements and small television roles before appearing in films, as well as working as a model. On August 9th, 1969, Tate and four others were murdered by members of the Manson family, a cult in the house she shared with Roman Polanski. She was eight and a half months pregnant. If you don't know that story, look it up. And then keep digging into that Roman Polanski dude. He is uh, something else, guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this day, August 9th, 1995, Jerry Garcia... American singer, songwriter, and guitarist, an American musician best known for playing, being the principal songwriter, lead guitarist, and vocalist with the rock band Grateful Dead. I don't know if they'd be rock band, um, which is co-founded, which he co-founded, and which came to prominence during the counterculture of the 1960s. Although he disavowed the role, Castillo was viewed by many as the leader of the band. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994 as a member of the Grateful Dead. Jerry died in his room at a rehabilitation clinic on August 9, 1995. The cause of death was a heart attack. Garcia had long struggled with drug addiction, weight problems, sleep apnea, heavy smoking, and diabetes, all of which contributed to his physical decline. This day, um, August 9, 2008, Bernie Mac, I did not know he was dead. <laughs> He's still everywhere. Bernie Mac, American comedian, actor, and screenwriter. Bernard Jeffrey McCullough, better known by his stage name, Bernie Mac, was an American comedian and actor born and raised on Chicago's South Side. Mac gained popularity as a stand-up comedian. He joined fellow comedians Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, and D.L. Hughley in the film The Original Kings of Comedy. Mac published, publicly disclosed that he had had sarcoidosis, a disease of unknown origin that causes inflammation in tissue. Sarcoidosis frequently attacked his lungs. On July 19, 2008, Mack was admitted to the Northwestern Memorial Hospital in his hometown of Chicago. After being treated in the ICU for three weeks, Matt went, Mack went into cardiac arrest and 
subsequently died during the early morning hours of August 9th at age of 50. Uh, this day, August 9th, 2021, Pat Hitchcock, English actress and producer, an English actress and producer. She only she was the only child of the English director, Alfred Hitchcock, and film editor, Alma Reville, and had small roles in several of her father's films, with her most sub substantial appearance being in Strangers on a Train. Hitchcock died of natural causes in her sleep at her home in Thousand Oaks, California, on August 9, 2021, one month after her 93rd birthday. Her daughter, Teresa, made the following statement. She was always really good at protecting the legacy of my grandparents and making sure they were always remembered. It's sort of an end of an era now that they're all gone. Holidays today, International Day of World Indigenous Peoples United from the United Nations, observed on the 9th of August each year to raise awareness and protect the rights of the world's indigenous population. This event also recognizes the achievements and contributions that indigenous people make to improve world issues such as environmental protection. It was for first pronounced by the United Nations General Assembly in December 1994, marking the day of the first meeting of the UN Working Group on Indigenous Populations of the Subcommission on Promotion and Protection of Human Rights in 1982. Oh my God, why does everything have to have a, a, a group and a subgroup and a commission and a subcommission? And are any is anybody really Indigenous? Anybody around really indigenous still or do we just pick a random time when those were the first people in a place august 9th national day celebrates na celebrates the independence of singapore from malaysia in 1965 the national day message in an annual tradition on the 8th the 8th of august since 1966 uh, in each year's recorded message, the Prime Minister of Singapore examines domestic and global developments, reviews economic performance and outlook, and outlines national priorities and government plans as he inspires Singaporeans to move forward with a unified sense of purpose. I don't know if that's the 8th or the 9th, but it's here today. Uh, today, August 9th, is National Women's Day in South Africa. The day commemorates the 1956 march of approximately 20,000 women to the Union Building in the Pretoria to petition against the country's past laws that require South Africans defined as black under the Population Registration Act to carry an internal passport known as a passbook that served to maintain population segregation, controlled urbanization, and manage migrant labor during the apartheid era. The first National Women's Day was celebrated on the 9th of August in 1995. In 2006, a reenactment of the march was staged for its 50th anniversary with many of the 1956 March veterans. Now, wait, if I'm reading this right, a bunch of women marched so that they would end apartheid and free the blacks. Were there black women or was it all just women? And now we have Women's Day. I'm confused. I'm confused. Anyway, this is Pip with Duction Cup suggesting you do stuff today. Yeah, a little vague, but it works. Cheers, folks. Anyway, if you want to find out the notes or find the links to all the stories in the history segment, all the birthdays, deaths, and happenings, holidays, and past events, check out the blog post I put up every day that contains the, the podcast episode and scroll to the bottom and you will find lots of history. You can also now pull, find it pulled out on YouTube, stand alone in a lots of history playlist on our YouTube channel and find it in YouTube music as a podcast. This has been another episode of lots of history. Thanks Pip for putting it all together. Now back to the main show. All right. Let's see who we got here. Uh, Gingerbread says Pip knows about being a service uh, service writer. They will hire anyone. Pip says he was a tech for 10 years and a writer for 10. Oh, I know. Uh, customer states. Yeah, dude, that's across the board. Gas stations were fun. Customer states. Fuel won't come out of the pump. No shit. <laughs> Pip says ever since you did my oil change, my, auto, my car's headlights don't work. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> pip says he's an indigenous to the planet earth 
Uh, yeah, yeah. The whole indigenous people discussion really, really confuses me sometimes because, like, oh, so here, oh, it went down. Christopher Columbus came to the United States and found the Indians who were the only people that had ever been here and inhabited this place. Well, there are several types of types and tribes and, and sects of people here. And are we really that naive to believe that they were the first ones here? How the fuck did they get here? I don't know. I don't know. Gingerbread says it's oh man, it's funny how it's always women stirring shit up, Karen. <laughs> I'm offended for you. Was that the first Karen? Was that was that the first twenty thousand Karens? And uh, man, God, I oh, if they could all have been a bunch of white women marching around being offended for the black people, that would have been fantastic. Seems to be the case on social media across the board quite a bit. But um, anyway, I don't know. I wasn't there. And uh, hopefully it was a, uh, a rainbow of women marching to free the, the blacks from apartheid. What a weird, what a weird uh, situation that was. Yeah. Look into South Africa. Ah, all right. Anyway, let's get to it. Yesterday, I started down the road. Uh, I started down the road of talking about a, a situation that came up in a Telegram group. It wasn't my Telegram group. Uh, it was somebody else's. I was I was kind of scrolling through, and and somebody put a call out for um, some help, some advice, or uh, what would you do? Not necessarily. Um, not necessarily what would you do or what not what I should I have done but mainly uh hey what what would you do in this situation I think he was trying to glean advice the situation had passed obviously but I think uh he's smart enough to want to prepare for another run-in of the same same situation so how it went down I guess and this is this is kind of paraphrase this might not be the exact um the exact layout of everything but this is this is kind of what I took from what he described. Uh, there was some sort of uh, community pool everybody was hanging out with on a, on a nice warm day. Uh, kids were swimming, moms and dads and everybody were visiting and swimming. And uh, one of the moms, and probably more than just one, but this incident kind of um, talks to one of the moms. She might have had a couple cocktails. She might have had a couple adult beverages, maybe some White Claws. Um, I don't know. But uh, anyway, she was intoxicated. She was intoxicated. The level of intoxication wasn't really stated. I don't feel that she was like falling down, puking on her hands and knees, trying to get to the car to get the keys in the ignition. Um, it sounded like she was probably coherent enough to walk to the car uh, to gather her children, which was the big sticking point gather her children, put them in the car, and uh, drive them home. They think. They know where they were going. And that's the thing. You don't know where someone's going. You don't even know where someone's going if they tell you where they're going. So the question basically was, what do you do? You've observed this woman drinking. She's going to get in her car. She's taking her kids in her car. And she's driving home. Now, there's a lot of factors that can kind of go into this a lot. And I think it's um, I think it is to the point of examining before it happens uh, to know where those to know where your principles lie, to know where your um, where your line in the sand is and then take the immediate emotional reaction, take the immediate factors into control. Can you see the lady's house? Did she live like two two houses away? And literally, why did you why did you drive to the pool? Um, how far is it? Uh, is she actually going home? How drunk is she? Uh, they did mention that it was a low speed kind of neighborhood. Uh, I, I I'm picturing a gated esque type community um, where you have a development with you know twenty mile an hour, fifteen mile an hour streets and a pool. 
community pool, community clubhouse, whatever. So it comes into, as I looked at this situation, I was like, well, what would I do? I, I am a, you know, I, I'm a self-proclaimed anarchist. I, I, I will defend you. I will defend you. Um, you're right to do whatever the fuck you want. Anytime. I also will protect someone from getting hurt that doesn't deserve it. I mean, who deserves being hurt? Uh, Gingerbread says, as an EMT, I would have firmly said, I will drive you home. They will usually submit at that point. And he hates drunk drivers. Yeah, and it's it's a tough, it's a tough, um, it's a tough line. I am... I am perfectly comfortable realizing that statute of limitations are probably gone, but there were many, 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 many times um, borderline probably got in the car. Well, I know I did. I know I did. It 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 comes with youth and inexperience, and uh, it just happened. It happened a lot. Um, thank God I I never I never injured someone. I I made bad decisions. I will blatantly say that. And if somebody had tried to stop me, I would probably tell them to go fucking piss off. And here's the here's the tough part is who is she hurting? And in this in this exercise, when you're thinking about it, you can start bringing up all sorts of people. She's potentially potentially, and that's the that's the key word there. She's potentially injuring her kids. She's potentially injuring herself, which I don't care. Um, that's her decision to do. That's her decision. Her kids, uh, depending on the age, probably not their decision. Probably not. Maybe if they're uh, mid-teens or above and they say, hey, mom, no, I'm just walking home. But I don't think that's the case. I think this was more of a, you know, gathering the kids into the car. Kids that are young enough that they don't have the choice to say, no, mom, I'm not going. So she has the potential of injuring her kids. She has the potential of injuring someone else on the road, uh, both in a vehicle or walking or riding a bike. Uh, the fact that it is a neighborhood, even though it is a slow speed limit, uh, lends me to think that there's probably people out and about walking to that pool, riding their bikes to that pool. Um, man, it doesn't take much to run over a kid doesn't take a high speed chase to run over a kid and that can happen drunk or sober so um it it's a tough call and it's a tough call for sure uh some of the suggestions that i saw that that really made me think were like james says i'll drive you home i'll drive i'll drive you home um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, um, protecting her from herself? Is that protecting, uh, protecting her from hurting someone else down the road? And, and the, how do you determine how intoxicated someone is? That's another factor that you have to weigh in. Uh, it's a lot of what ifs. And I think I said that yesterday in the show is it's a lot of what ifs. What if she runs into somebody? What if she runs over a kid on a bike? What if she crashes her car and hurts her kids? What if she drives home and pulls in her driveway? What if you didn't realize she only had two drinks in five hours and she's not drunk? What if you made a mistake? What if um, you confront her and stuff goes sideways and um, it's more damage? Um, there were a lot of a lot of nights too. So I, you know, I kind of I, I admit there that I probably did a lot of things I probably shouldn't have as I was younger. There were also a lot of nights that I saw people walk out of the bar full well knowing they were walking out to get into their car, full well knowing that they shouldn't. 
where does the responsibility lie? When, when is that point that you cut someone off uh, and not let them drive? I know that there is a lot of people, I mean, being in that industry for that long, one drink does a lot different things to a lot of different people. One beer does a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And you say one to make an extreme point, but I'm thinking two or three, two or three drinks makes a big difference to a wide range of people. Who am I to determine whether their fine motor skills are good enough to make it home? They train police, they train police officers to determine blah, blah, blah. How many times are they wrong? And in that split second, while you're trying to evaluate what to do, what what questions do you ask yourself? <clears throat> I don't know. I wasn't there. And um, I, I don't think anyone did anything in that instance. I think I think she, she drove home. I think the question was asked in uh, preparation for um, at... Uh, it was kind of preparation for the next time it happens, unfortunately. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a weird situation. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily find myself at a community pool, so I wouldn't be in this very moment in this very situation. But there are, are a lot of places that you hang out that um, that people are drinking, uh, people are are having a good time, enjoying themselves, and this situation could come up for sure. Uh, gingerbread asked, what point is the bar responsible? I know they started going after bars. Yeah, that was the whole, that was through my whole time of bartending was, it was a push to make the bar liable. And then there was a push at some points, even, uh, in the States, I worked in Minnesota and in New York at different times. And there were points where they were pushing, making the bartender liable literally making the bartender liable and the way that didn't go down the way it didn't go down was um bartender said well he leaves my bar i don't know where he was before and i don't know where he's going after how can you hold me liable for someone that walks out the door of my establishment you can't prove what he drank in his car. You can't prove what bar he went to before. You can't prove what he sniffed up his nose when he was on his way home. You can't prove if he stopped at a liquor store and downed a fifth of whiskey. Like, that's where people went, oh. Everybody's looking for someone to blame. And everybody's looking for someone to save people from themselves. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Back to that original dilemma. Like, I don't know what I would do. Don't hurt people and don't steal their shit. Really gets gray when uh, when there's the potential for people to hurt people. I don't know. Pip says, is the fast food window attendant liable for you being fat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the spoon, is the pencil reliable for your uh, misspelled word? Um, yeah, I think at this point, my decision, what I would do, the, the, the line of thinking that I would end up at would probably be, uh, I would have taken the kids home. Actually, I probably would have said something to mom. I think it's I think it's a feel it out type of situation. I I don't want her to be embarrassed. Uh, that is a that is something I learned very quickly in the bar industry is you don't embarrass a drunk. Uh, it just makes shit worse. Either they start crying or they get angry because you embarrass them. Uh, I think it would be a, a gentle conversation with mom, uh, doing a lot of evaluation on the spot evaluation and trying to determine how drunk she is really. Uh, and then uh, a slight conversation to figure out what's what the plan is for her. Is she going home? Is she sober enough to take care of her fucking kids when she gets home? That's the other thing I wonder. But that's none of my business, unless the kids are going to get hurt. Uh, I would have probably offered to take the kids home. Uh, 
if she was that drunk, super drunk, probably like James said, I'll drive your vehicle home. I will. I am driving your vehicle home. If it's borderline, I think you live with the decision. I think you, you make that decision. If you let them go, then you live with the decision. I think if you made the, the conscious choice to evaluate it and you make that decision not to do something and something happens, that's what you got to live with. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad I haven't been in that situation particularly recently. Um, it wasn't my, it wasn't my call to stop people in the bar. It was my job to serve them. It was their job to get home. I was more than happy to call cabs for people. I suggested it all the time. Uh, I actually kind of made people lose their keys on more than one occasion. Actually, <laughs> uh, now that I think back of it, it's, uh, it's here. If you want to go get drunk in a bar and you want to be able to drive home, don't leave your keys sitting on the bar and go to the bathroom or this or that, man. Bartenders are, are easily uh, slide those keys right in the garbage can. <laughs> it's happened. It's happened more than once. James says, hey, mom, why don't you let me drive you guys home? I don't mind walking back without painting or uh, pointing out why at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, twice in one day weird i don't know what's going on it's a little fire a little uh little cloudy this morning signal might, might be a little weak uh pip says there's been uh, once or twice where i've disabled friends cars we'll fix it tomorrow yeah the the pulling the the plug wires or pulling a battery cable shit like that when people are in that state of mind the car doesn't start they're not thinking rationally and if they're thinking rationally enough to open it up and troubleshoot an engine and get it to start <laughs> I mean, are they really that drunk? Um, yeah, I think I think getting mom, getting the kids home would be my uh, would be my main concern. And I think it's a touchy uh, situation by situation evaluation of the person because dealing with you know, there's different people, um, definitely different people that will react differently when you suggest that. Um, there's the, Hey, I didn't know that I had that much. Sorry. Yeah, definitely drive me home. And the, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. These are my kids. I'm taking care of them. I'm taking them home. Yeah. You know, what are you doing in that point? I don't know. Just something to think about guys. I, uh, I started mentioning it yesterday. I've been thinking about it and I really haven't landed on a conclusion of, uh, of what's right and what's wrong, uh, and how to, how to look at that in the lens of, um, man, don't hurt people and don't take their shit. Leave them alone other than that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's start wrapping it up here. Item of the day today. Let's hit that item of the day is the Lodge cast iron handle sleeve. It's a little silicone uh, sleeve we put over the cast handle, cast iron handle of our Lodge cast iron cookware, our pans. Uh, it's just designed to fit that handle. It will fit handles of other cast iron, but it's nice and uh, it's nice. You don't burn the shit out of your hand. You don't have to carry a towel around. Those handles get hot, especially when you cook for a while in that pan. Uh, this little sleeve stays right on there. It's uh, it's it's nice, comfortable grip. It grips the inside, or the inside grips the handle. You're not going to drop it. They're great. They're cheap. They're like six bucks, I think. And uh, man, pick up a couple for each of your cast iron handles. Lodge cast iron handle sleeve. There's a video and uh, blog post review link in the video description and the audio description. Also a link to the Amazon listing to pick them up today. Lodge cast iron handle sleeve. Check them out. If you don't need to buy a Lodge cast iron handle sleeve, if you roll down in the video notes and the audio notes, you'll see a another Amazon link. It says, hey, general Amazon link, general Amazon affiliate link. Click it. Bookmark it. If you're on your phone, bookmark it. Add it to home screen. It's a long tap on the bookmark. Android and Apple, I believe. And then every time you have to use Amazon, click it. It'll either open up a web browser with your Amazon account or depending on your phone, it will just open the app. 
we appreciate it. Every time you do that, no matter what you buy, we get a little kickback as long as you start at that Amazon homepage. The link is down there. Find it, click it, bookmark it. I appreciate it. Other than that, let's see Diedrich, uh, Diedrich Lenhart, uh, other night, Monday night, lots to talk about stories from a serial entrepreneur. It was a great show. I enjoyed Diedrich. Uh, I enjoyed the chat with him. I've been interacting with him the last uh, couple days after the fact. And man, what a great guy. What a great guy. Check stuff out. He's got a launch, a book launch coming up soon. And all the proceeds from his business right now, his coaching, his classes, his mentoring, his uh, his book coming out, all of it goes to helping kids take trips abroad in that seventh to eighth grade level. Those class trips, man, he's helping put kids on trips that can't afford it, uh, helping fund these, helping these kids have experiences that could change their lives because he remembers when he was a kid, he had one of those experiences and he wants to ha make it happen. He's committed to wanting to put a million kids on these trips before the end of his lifetime. A million kids. He told me on the show that it's $4,000 a kid. And if you do the math real quick, $4 billion this man is trying to raise to, take, to put kids on trips to let them have experiences that may change their life. Check out his stuff, man. Middle of September, I will definitely be pushing his book when it comes out. Uh, we should all buy it just for the plain fact that the money goes towards this. Anyway, Diedrich Lenhart, check that out. Uh, lots to talk about, stories from a serial entrepreneur. And one other thing, guys. Uh, I know this is a John Willis thing. I know it is uh, It is a across-the-board thing. But, guys, do the free stuff. Uh, I'm really digging into promoting the podcast, downloads, the, the YouTube channel, all of this stuff. And uh, the biggest contributing factor from everything I can find, the number one thing on the list of ways to grow your stuff is have your community members share it. I have to share it. And it's blatantly put in two, two or three videos I recently watched. The guy's like, you have the podcast. You are the channel owner. You are the podcaster. You have to share it. If you didn't, you're stupid. People will look at you like, why aren't you sharing your stuff? But when you do share it, they're like, oh, that's his podcast. He needs to share it. Man, when it comes from a listener, when it comes from a user, Pip, I appreciate all the help you do with sharing, liking, and commenting gingerbread out there doing that there's a bunch of you that do i really appreciate it that's the free stuff guys that's the free stuff it takes a half a millisecond to hit that like hit that share uh hit that repost all that kind of stuff go one step further tell somebody about the show do you know anybody that likes do you know anybody that would enjoy the show have a good time have coffee in the morning listen to it after the fact and see what we talk about hear that history segment or the perfect cup podcast question of the day man i appreciate it i really do uh i this core group that that i've built over the first 500 episodes of this we're coming up on 500 uh here in a week or so uh man i appreciate you guys every day uh the communities on telegram the communities on all the socials the interaction i get the participation in the show in the morning man you guys are great and i, I can't thank you enough but hey Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep this thing going. I really, really, really do appreciate that. Do the free stuff, do the free stuff to help your small creators. And not just me, not just me. Um, I really, um, I've really made it an intention to share others uh, as I've been digging into the best way to grow this stuff because I want everybody to succeed. It's not a zero sum game. Getting someone else downloads doesn't preclude me from getting downloads. So, I'm out there doing the same thing, guys. I'm out there supporting the creators that I like. And, uh, man, if you like this show, do the same. I appreciate it. Um, man, this is a stock closing. It kind of uh, piggybacks on what I just said. But uh, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. <laughs> Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players, like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Hello and goodbye, K-Bonk. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thanks for stopping by right at the end. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs>